1: Hot route! Red Seven! Red Seven! Red Seven! John! What? Red Seven! I don't know what Red Seven means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot route?
0: Will you just go stand on the other side, please?
1: Billy Bob!
0: This is it! The man who got us here. You ready? You don't think that lame-ass play where I run downfield field and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide-open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico.
1: Oh yeah! That's what we call a sack lunch. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Me the ball. Oh, are you gonna get me the oh, ball? Ball. Ball. ball? I hope he didn't kill somebody.
0: Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the difference. Between winning and losing. Yeah! Between living and dying. Yeah! I got a whole lot of money. Yeah.
1: Money. Y'all need for me. Key, yeah. Yeah. Band, yeah. 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 It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. Welcome into Eleven Personnel, Nick Roush and Adam luckett Happy to talk to you on draft week, where today we're gonna to be We've touched on it a little bit after taking our trip up to the combine, but the the meat and potatoes is finally here. We've Touch on where the cats fall, the the last minute moving, shaking in first round. But first, lookit, we need to start this edition of Eleven Personnel in the transfer portal. Hope we're we're hoping to hop on a podcast on Friday, but it was it's taking a little while, and it's like, eh, I don't know. Like, I get a little nervous. I, I we didn't do the the sources say pre tape. Because I, I've gotten burned on writing a few commitment posts recently that haven't happened, so we held off. But ultimately, Kedron Smith did pull the trigger and announced he will move from Ole Miss to Kentucky, a big get for the U.K. secondary.
0: Yeah, it just uh, it fills a huge, obviously a huge hole in the defense and gives another quality player back there. I think Kedron Smith, I don't think, you know, this is not first-round pick potential, All-American potential, Um, but there's a high floor here, I think. This guy can come in and be a quality starter for you. Uh, Like Keegan Smith is a good year away from becoming a draftable prospect, I would say, in the NFL draft. Um, So that's probably the goal for him. He does have some versatility, so we're not really sure where he's going to play. We think corner, I would assume, cornerback spot, Uh, but he could play kind of their nickel position as well. Um, so it's it's a guy, he gives you options uh, as a defense, and I just think they had to get somebody that can kind of be a plug-and-play type player there, that that secondary position. And I think there's a lot of similarities. I think you could compare him with Jacquez Jones. Um, SEC experience, played a lot of snaps. Durability is a big thing for him. I think that's probably his best suit, our best uh, trademark is he's never missed a game his whole career.
1: That's, that's pretty nuts to be a four-year – yeah, college play, football player and just keep playing
0: to play multiple positions and that's something they need on that defense because we knew or we know that injury bug hit hard last year and they're still dealing with it right now a little bit going into the summer so just really good to get something on the board there it makes you just it makes your conf or makes your the floor I think of the defense raise a little bit by add, by adding him so at least now you know you've got two guys that could potentially be quality corners in him and the Valentine.
1: So here's my question for you, Luckett, because I, is, is he going to be cornerback? Are they going to put him in nickel? Because uh, I well, feel like he his his significance, it's obviously that he can do both. But I, I don't know what you prioritize. Uh, like right now, there's still a little, uh, we, we well, don't have 100% clarity, I should say.
0: I was going to get into this next week when we kind of go over like spring in the SEC. Um, but Nick, if you kind of look at the league like Georgia's planning on their top three receivers being tight ends, Brock Bowers, Darnell Washington, Eric Gilbert, South Carolina. is like, we want to run more two tight end stuff. Texas A&M is one wants to run a lot of tight end stuff. Florida, wants to be have tight ends involved heavily in their offense. Billy Napier is publicly campaigning for portal tight ends to come to Florida. You just start digging around the league here. Um, Ole Miss, the best guy their spring game was that USC transfer, Michael Trigg, a guy Kentucky committed or not recruited Recruited, a long time. A hybrid tight end. You look around the teams they're going to play, they're going to play a lot of tight ends. So it's going to be important. I think to getting more base defense now. So I think that's kind of be, that's, kind of the answer to the tight end position i think what teams are doing they're trying to take advantage of smaller defenses right because mm-hmm. teams have kind of been built like we need to build the spread or stop the spread we need to get kind of this hybrid safety player in the box place a nickel we're gonna get faster um, or, it's right it's so continue.
1: funny how like it just the the balances shift it's like all right we're gonna go one direction and then whenever everybody right. catches up we're gonna go in the exactly so really what I'm, I'm
0: getting at here is they're gonna have to play a lot of base this year i think so it's a lot of Jordan Ryan, J.J. Weaver on the field at the same time that takes away a nickel defender. And I don't think you're taking Jalen Geiger, or Tyrell Asian off the field for for Keatron Smith, I think. So by using that luck at math there, that, that tells me he's going to play cornerback next year. But what I'm interested in, you know, he's 6'2", long arms, fits the mold for kind of a boundary cornerback. I thought the best I saw him play at Ole Miss was kind of in that position. That's where Carrington Valentine's playing right now. Now, Carrington Valentine doesn't really have that size. I wonder if he might be better suited for field cornerback. That's something we'll have to see kind of play out. That's how – if you ask me how it shakes out, that's how I would project it. I would say Keaton Smith plays boundary quarterback. They move Carrington Valentine over to field, and then they try to rotate Andrew Phillips in to the other spots. And then that nickel position – I mean, we'll see if Joe Williams can – what he can bring. If not, I think you might see Jalen Geiger get cross-trained there, slide him down, and put Jordan Lovett in. If you've got to go to, it's like, some of those nickel looks. Now, you're still going to have to play heavy, you know, sub-package because you still got Tennessee on the schedule, right? Right. You still have Ole Miss is going to spread you out. Um, Mississippi State, obviously. Um, but you you also – got to do both now. you got to be able to stop the run and be able to spread out and guard those types of teams, so. It's just kind of the versatility of the league right now. But I think you're gonna to start to see teams lean more into that that base defense here moving forward.
1: Yeah, and that's why um when Kentucky does I mean, this is this will not be the last transfer portal edition. Uh since we last recorded, there's been four people go into the portal. Uh Cleveland Thomas most recently, two of the guys were suspended last year, uh, with the, the frat party incident. So we had RJ Adams. Uh, and Ernest Sanders, who had kind of got passed over uh, in the process while they were on the sideline. And I'm forgetting the lot. Who's the lot? Who's the – Ricky Hyatt. Ricky Hyatt, yeah. So, you've got these – they go out. Well, now you've got Sasha, so you can go find other guys. Mm -hmm. If Adam Luckett were to prioritize a position to get – they'll get at least two more players, I would imagine, Um Instead of just giving all those scholarships to, to former walk-ons, where do you think Kentucky will turn its sights to? Set its sights. Yeah, up?
0: I still think they're looking at Nickel in offensive tackle. I would say those are the two spots they're kind of zoned in on right now.
1: Yeah, and 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 that's the thing that I I, I think at least now when you have Smith, you get some. You can go for best available. So, right. I mean,
0: if you had a if Andrew Phillips hits, you can maybe you know slide Smith into Nickel. I mean, there's just still a lot of
1: Right, right, I know. right, right.
0: but he gives you insurance, right? Like, <laughs> at worst comes to worst, we could play this guy at a couple different spots.
1: And, and, because ideally, you play with three cornerbacks, and you got a reliable nickel in there. where two starters and a dude that could switch to either side. We don't know about Joe Williams. Um, so, ideally, you're still looking for just best available cover guy, whatever that may be, because – if if there's one thing Kentucky's defense did not do well, they weren't they didn't get, do a good job getting off the field on third downs, ranked ninth in the SEC right around 40%. And the the teams like Tennessee did did really hurt them. Um and were not even in obvious passing situations, they could get out of it. So I do think that they are going to be active looking for defensive backs. Uh and in the thing now, too, like it that I guess we had it last year. I, I don't remember it being such a hard and fast rule, but the, it feels like this year they're actually going to enforce the transfer portal deadline. Of course, you're always going to have the, the yeah, waiver. They, well,
0: until Alabama adds a guy and they need him cleared. I mean, like the, all these <laughs> rules have workarounds. I know that's like, like everybody saying this is the rule and all that. I mean, there's always workarounds for that. that that's I why think- I said when the Corey Conner stuff happened, I thought, you know. You could he could come back close to home what whatnot. I wouldn't worry about that too much and I' ended up um, he was going straight to
1: Cincinnati but yeah I,
0: but I, I, do I think, think that's, in general
1: they're going to be pushing these kids to get in the portal by May 1st and it yeah uh Ross Dellinger made the point that you made uh you know months ago on this here 11 personnel podcast that we've kind of developed these natural windows for transfer portal where it's for football it's post regular season. And, and then post-bowl game, and then for the, the spring, they have it after the spring practices. So you're seeing a lot more guys go in, uh, but you can still shop around for all of those guys in the portal until whenever. Uh, right. And then just try to fight the NCAA if you want to get somebody in their way. But I do think in general, you kind of know what's going to be in there uh, after this Sunday. You know, I saw an Ohio State safety go in there recently. former Yeah, four-star. that kid,
0: that um, he's from Nashville, Innsworth.
1: And Kentucky's got to end and endsworth. worth. Right. So. so
0: there's, you know, that could be something there. I mean, we'll see. I think he, and digging into him, Nick, he's kind of an, he's a nickel player. Um, so I think and Andre Turantine is his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, class of 2021. So he'd be a red shirt freshman next year mm-hmm. uh, for oh. Kentucky if he came. Um, so the, I, I could see that potentially, I think in general, they would like to have a little bit more experience um, at that spot, but you're, well, you know, especially they can't be choosers at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They have done well with the, with the getting the experience transfer guys. I mean, you just go yeah, down they, the list.
0: They definitely, and I'm going to write about this later this summer, but they, uh, they definitely have a profile building for what they're looking for in the transfer market. I mean, it's power five transfer. A lot mm-hmm. of it's in league mm-hmm. sec and it's guys that have played football outside of really guys with local connections, right? So Luke Fulton, Justice Dingle, Darian Henry Young, like those three, they added those guys, but there was obviously connection there. Mm -hmm. Cardinal Mooney um, recruited uh, Darian Henry Young out of Cincinnati. And Dingle, obviously, they were in on his brother. Right. Um, But other than that, I mean, it's been guys who have played and kind of started for multiple seasons of guys they're they're bringing in and adding, and it's guys that don't have really a lot of eligibility left. So it's kind of – a stopgap is why they keep developing the players they've recruited out of high school. Um, So they definitely have a little bit of a profile going, but at this point, if you need a guy, you just got to, like, I I look back and wonder those those two tackles at Western Kentucky, right? Mason Brooks goes to Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. The other kid ends up at Texas Tech. I I can't think of his name right now, but he played at Trinity, walked on at WKU. Both of those guys had really good years last year. Like, was that a mistake, not just taking a stab at one of them? really going after him um, but it, they, he, they, they didn't fit really their profile of
1: of who they consider because right and and i know that just in, in general if you look at it even stoops is coaching hires you got to have some sort of I, I feel like collins might be the only one without cole power spencer five was experience. the other tackle uh um, wins have
0: a texas tech.
1: but yes stoops is all about because the power five is basically a different ball game and and even though those guys had good years, that's a good year against a different yep. level of competition. Now, yeah, I did run just... into somebody Saturday, like it, and they keep reinforcing the same notion that um, – I know we had been hearing towards the end of spring that there is a – we think we can work with what we've got at left tackle. Although, Luckett, I'm still just not – like, I'm, I'm not sold on it. But I do think there's a general sense around the building, like, okay, it's not – We've got a good feeling about it, but if something comes up. It, right, yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: but they're that point in the calendar, though, where they have to start Being okay getting the with plan it. together. Right. <laughs> yeah. you, know, yeah. you know, so they have to, you know, you got to play both sides there. But if Johnny Tackle gets in the portal once to comes to Kentucky, or the Derek Rosenthal, let's say, this year version, similar profile, comes in the portal, they're, they're going to, take them they're not right. at that
1: point where they're going to turn somebody like that down mm-hmm. no you're exactly right and you know what there's usually some circumstances that can they can right. always clear things up and make them uh eligible but um oh man we had some breaking news right before we got on the podcast one of the best quarterbacks in the state of tennessee committed to ole miss god i just i, I love it scott suck at tennessee i hate you so much love watching players in their state go elsewhere especially See, but it, lane getting him you know
0: But they also have this nil collective, right? It's pretty much got them the quarterback. And it sounded like Carnell Tate, who's a five-star receiver. um, I believe he's at IMG Academy right now. He's from Chicago, I think, Nick. Mm -hmm. Um, Tennessee's kind of the favorite to land him.
1: So they are having some success with this. Hey, but you can't even win your own home state, Tennessee. Can't yeah. even win your home. Well,
0: there that I have a theory on that. <laughs> like if you're if you're not recruiting now, they did just land. I think number one or number two player in their state, defensive end, um, over the weekend. Um, but if you're not, yeah, if you're not landing, if you're recruiting well, two thousand miles away from campus, and you're not recruiting a, a well, hundred to one hundred fifty miles or less away from your campus, something, hmm. something fishy might be up
1: there. It sounds like Luckett's taking a subtle jab <laughs> at the guys down the road. Yeah, we're getting a two hey, for one. We're telling Tennessee to suck it and Scott Satterfield. And I'm gonna say this Scott,
0: Scott Satterfield, he's ace this offseason. Oh like I, I think as, barring a just total collapse, like he's got the plan where he's gonna get another year almost. I don't even think you could put him on the hot seat right now because they got the quarterback coming in next year.
1: Yeah, oh well because of the recruiting class. But see, here's the thing though, Look, it. You put a big F in there. <laughs> and then, you know. And barring a total collapse, now I don't have the scoop on how exactly he's pulled off this California coup. Uh, Louisville fans get very mad if you take pot shots at their California recruiting coup. But uh, certainly Adidas is playing a role here. And when Clarkson picked up uh, an offer from A&M, you know, football is a sport of momentum. And if he doesn't keep that momentum going through the season, you know, you could – pull a Chubba, lose car. you know, it can well, unravel quickly. So that is a big caveat, but to your point, if they're eight and four, you know, they'll be fine. They'll
0: well, Nick, fine. if you do some digging here, uh, Steve Clarkson, who's his dad, um, Bruce Feldman wrote a book, the QB, which was pretty much like how they train quarterbacks now. And he was like one of the most popular, he was him and George Whitfield were like the two main characters in that book. Um, he's, a really popular private QB coach, right? Right. And so he's got pretty much deep connections. It's his son. They're getting all these kids in California. Um, he's tied with Adidas. Mm-hmm. I mean, you I mean, you can connect the dots and see, figure out how it's happening right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see how long. But, yeah, Pierce Clarkson is, Clarkson is obviously the – if you pull that out, then it could be – Oh, total, yeah, that,
1: that winch pin can fall apart right. quickly. It could flood. <laughs> Especially Three because it's the way that A&M, the buzz that they built on the recruit with last year's cool? class.
0: What uh who sponsors six A&M Athletics?
1: Oh, Adidas. Hmm. Yeah. So they can go around. Um, and yeah. they can just play well. And I mean, we've seen this song and dance at the University of Kentucky in recruiting high school quarterbacks. It's difficult. And this isn't wasn't meant to just be a let's hate on U of L segment because they uh They have had some good wins from the state of California, but it is bizarre. It it has been a little bizarre. Um, And and I guess, meanwhile, closer to home, you've seen Cincinnati crank up their efforts in Ohio. They hired uh, the former Ohio State defense coordinator, Kerry Coombs, who this dude coached at Colerain and a bunch of other Cincinnati high schools for like 25 years before he got into college coaching. He's back. With the Bearcats, um, that's kind of how he got his crack in there. Was, I, I, it might have even been Brian Kelly, who hired him to just recruit Cincinnati. And he's done that. He got a, a you know, depending on the recruiting service, couple four-stars from the area. Um, and that's kind of thrown a thing, – things yeah. aren't as easy for Kentucky right now. You got a commitment from tight end or Master recently. But the, the days of having – you know, five, six, seven kids from Ohio. I, I think they're over like it for, or at and least the, for the, for the meantime,
0: I actually sat down and did the math last night. As of right now, Nick, scholarship players from the state of Kentucky, 20 players Man. from the state of Ohio, 17. Wow. <laughs> That's remarkable. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously there's a lot. Vince is now, Vince Merrill is now recruiting Kentucky. So that's taking away time and resources spent in Ohio, right? So obviously there's going to be something there, and there's I'm not going to say it. Kentucky's just higher on the the food chain in, inside the state than they are when they go into Ohio to recruit, right? Like Kentucky's a top brand in Kentucky, Ohio State's top brand in Ohio, right? So they're obviously going to be higher on these players' lists, and so they've had more success recruiting. Um, players and the caliber of player in the state has gone up here in recent calls. Yes, um, that's so that's true. that's all kind of added up to this, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Cincinnati and being able to sell big 12 now and having Luke fickle and having a playoff um, bid, having a guy that's probably going to be a first round quarterback this yeah, year. I mean, yeah. there's just a lot of ammo they have right now. Mm-hmm. The, the main thing Kentucky needs from them is to just go to the big 12 already. So, <laughs> so people can realize, oh, they got to go, you know, thousands of miles away. My family won't get to see us play, lose some games, realize they're not a perennial kind of threat. And then it would, it's going to become easier. But at the same time, it's going to get harder because Kentucky's going to have Texas and Oklahoma in the league. Um, so as right now, where we're standing, it's just the competition is just, I think, tougher I mean, up, up there. Because one, Ryan Day is recruiting the state more. They're still recruiting national level, but you can almost pencil the top six, seven, eight guys to Ohio State every year. In, in the state in the state of Ohio. And then after that, there's just more competition for those in that, that next tier of player.
1: Yeah. I mean yeah. Kentucky's
0: in that, but you know, I think they have to more selectively, I think, choose their battles there. Well,
1: and when they did last year, Marcus Freeman is there for Emil Wagner. You know, like right. well, they're... I think
0: right. You're going to see certain schools I think pop up a lot. Wenton Woods, Springfield Cardinal Mooney, whenever there's guys there. Yeah. Dayton yeah. Wayne. Those are kind of the the schools they've really hammered away at with Marrow. And I think that's more stuff we need to focus on. There's not just going to be as many random one offs. Right, right. You know, right. How, as there were in the past. And
1: in, in Jermaine Burton, or selective recruiting, right. Yeah. Jermaine Burton, the cornerback from uh Winton Woods, he's probably the best available that they're still on. They did hold Jermaine Matthews, host, yeah. Jermaine Matthews, sorry. Um, uh, the other kid's last name was Burton. Um they also hosted. I saw a linebacker, Arvell Reese, who's really talented from the Cincinnati Maybe area. That's another one. But that's like a Ohio. You got to beat Ohio State, you know. <laughs> it, 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 so that that makes life difficult. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll we'll see. There's there's still plenty to play out. Uh, we didn't get the huge, uh, the the old school big time visit weekend where you've got, you know, your Justin Rogers, Bo Allen, John Young, Drew Phillips on campus. But uh, things – guys have been on campus. They've had them in and out all spring. We're going to get a quiet-ish period. I don't know if it's an official quiet recruiting period like it, but just with the the month of May, everybody's leaving campus. So things get pretty quiet. It's pretty dead. Uh, It's the one time where everybody kind of goes home, resets, and then gets back to work for – eight straight months um, or whatever, it is, eight, nine months, I, I don't know, whatever it is on campus. So things are going to go quieter on, in UK land. Uh, but before all that, we had the NFL draft starting this Thursday where it's going to be a little bit different, Luckett, it, because, uh, which I don't know if I like, it was, it was kind of fun having first round picks the first few years, kind of waiting to see where they go on Thursday night. And now for specifically UK fans, it's going to be an eventful Friday, um, and then uh, you know Saturday when picks are coming in fast and furious I never I never used to watch Saturday at all but they do a decent enough job of keeping things moving that you just kind of hear like oh you, you hear some names from around the southeastern conference quite a bit um, and then you get to play the fun game where you, you imagine x player in a jersey uh, and we're gonna get that with up to seven, uh, seven, six, seven Kentucky guys drafted. How many, how many, how many are we think it it, seven. I think seven is a safe, um, bet, uh, minimum of six, I would say. And six last year was the modern record, if I'm not mistaken, correct?
0: Yeah. Did they get six or seven last year? One,
1: two, three, four,
0: five. Six, seven. They got seven last year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So seven would tie. Um, and and right now we're at seven. Darren Kennard is still probably going to be the first one taken, but I think if we do have any sort of surprises, it's that Josh Paschal could jump up and, and, and go ahead of him just because I, I feel like Josh is one of those that uh, the more people see him, the more they like him. And, Kennard stonks have largely just been where they've always been. That kind of second round is Well, he was kind of like uh,
0: I mean, playing this year didn't help him all that much. It seems like to me. No, no,
1: it really didn't um, helped Kentucky a lot. Yeah. The one day <laughs> well, I'll all American, but yeah.
0: Day two is going to be jam packed from a Kentucky perspective. Um, yeah, there's real like legitimate round two buzz for Pascal. Um, at this point, I would kind of project him into the end of round two. Um, but at the same time, Canard and Wandell could fall out around two. Um, I wouldn't have Wandell Robinson falling out because it's still a valuable position, but mm-hmm. they're legit worries with him with the size. Um, he's only going to be able to play slot. It's not much special teams value there. Um, it's one really good year of tape, but it's just one, you know, one good year. Um, mm-hmm. And then – canard there's, he's just gonna, you don't know if he's a guard or tackle, tweener type situation. The senior bowl wasn't great for him. It just seems like teams are kind of falling out of love with him. Um, obviously, that wide zone scheme that most of the league, not most of the league, but a good chunk of the league is running, I don't think he's a fit for that. Um, so that I wonder if he just, he's not even on the board for those guys, you know? And so that could, that could hurt his stock. Um, and then Fortner's gotten getting a lot of buzz. He won't be a second round pick, but no, got a real chance, I think, into the third round to come off the board. But yeah, I think you could see a huge, I mean, four picks day two is I think what we're looking at. And I think Pascal's probably going to be the first one off the board. And then I just think there's a, there's some variance there with Wando Robinson and Darian Kennard. I could see them going mid second round. Mostly I could based see on in mid third round. Right.
1: Right. 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 Um, uh, cause you, you still get the, uh, you know, Kennard was on the, the the show with Jeff Schwartz. So, he, he you know, he's still uh, respected among the crew. You know, I saw Bruce Feldman talking to some anonymous people who like to talk up Wondale. Um, and, and that's where when you get into this thing, you just get a good idea of about where they fall in the pecking order. But NFL front offices, they get a little – they get a little hairy sometimes. You're gonna see trades happening. Like what I think is gonna be fun in like just thinking big picture about the NFL draft this year, like it The lack of quarterbacks and the actual ac- accessibility of them in free agency. You know, getting Baker Mayfield in a trade is a pretty good draft. If my Pittsburgh Steelers were to use their pick to go get Baker Mayfield in a trade. And, and and instead acquire a talented receiver or something like that. Like I, I would, I would be happy with that or or another offensive line. So like the things can get wonky, and what really helps I think Wandell as much as anything is, folks love this draft class at wide receiver. Absolutely love it, and eventually. Teams still need receivers further down, so they're. That, that, that's one way he can rise up is by having all these dudes go really fast near the top of the board, um, particularly when you're having to pay NFL receivers a ton in free agency or you're going to have to give up mm-hmm. a ton to trade them. If you can just get a first – round, if you can just spend a pick on them, then you lock them up for four or five years without having to spend a ton of money. Right. If there's a
0: run on receivers, obviously, in the first round. Who would be your first for Wanda Robinson?
1: Adam Luckett is – um general manager adam luckett yeah in the building and i, I don't I, not not based on need um but you you have joe burrow there um as your quarterback and you saw jamar chase you had to go get him so who would be your best receiver on the board right now it's because- garrett
0: garrett wilson one jameson williams are close two. okay they're pretty close i just like no uh drake london no if You look at Drake London, um, majority of his snaps came in the slot, but he's being sold as like this big uh jump ball outside X receiver. So that'd be a concern for me. Um he's had some injury he's had to deal with. I do not see like the explosiveness that he that you get in Wilson or Williams. Um Gary Wilson, Jameson Williams, you can line them up all over the place. They played, they played X, they played Z, they played slot at Ohio State and Alabama, they've got long speed. Um, they've also got, I think, large catch radiuses. They can go and get the ball in different places. Um, I just think they can be true. I can see them as being true number one receivers in an NFL offense. Um, so those those would be my one and two right right there. If I had to take a receiver, I would take one of those two.
1: I like your Garrett Wilson take, too, um, because <sighs> – the 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 way I heard somebody put it is he's an inside that can play outside. Mm-hmm. And and that th- I think that's your ideal NFL wide receiver now. Um, what they've really kind of prioritize. Uh kind of like how CeeDee Lamb was, even though he's a little bit bigger, that's probably a bad example. But yeah, the, I think CeeDee Lamb's Eagles. a fair
0: comp to Garrett Wilson.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, what's his name with the Eagles now? Uh, Devontae Smith. Yeah, yeah. You know, where they're they're smaller guys with a ton of speed, but they can do inside and out um uh, so i you know i th- there's a lot to like about a lot of these receivers Olave's one that i was surprised didn't get more love uh i i, I don't but just think the things-
0: ceiling's slower for him i think as a technician um day one contributor i think Olave's is probably the guy he probably has the highest floor of all mm-hmm. of them i just think uh There's not the explosiveness that Wilson – Wilson and Williams, they join out there. I mean, they can go – they can stretch the field vertically on you. They can get behind you pretty easily, especially um, Jameson Williams. Whereas I don't think Olave – I mean, he can do that stuff, but not as good. He's not as explosive, I would say, as those two.
1: Which is – what's crazy is – Yeah, Olave would be my
0: three. I would have (laughs) him wide receiver three probably.
1: Those dudes were all on the same team. And Williams had to transfer away and go to Alabama yeah. to make this draft.
0: Well, and then wide receiver number one next year, Nick's probably going to be Jackson Smith and Jigba.
1: Yeah, it's just crazy. Oh gosh, I mean, it's just I, 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 absolutely wild, absolutely wild. I. Uh...
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that all, and then um, that offense
1: last year with Justin Fields, well, and that, and that's why I'm I'm totally receivers. not buying. Uh, CJ Stroud as a Heisman guy or an NFL guy at all. Because it's like, well, if he's got all of these dudes, then yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you, you think he's gonna be pretty good? He's gonna post some some pretty good numbers. Um, but uh, and and I do like having a conversation about wide receivers because that's the easiest for just you know Joe Blow to just look, watch. Here's what I like about him. This right here, and here's and that's the thing that uh, like I actually started watching NBA draft before NFL draft because you know I played the NBA video games as a kid I didn't I don't even watch the NBA but I remember going to the Hooters on Dixie Highway uh, by my house We I could, ride my there? Bi- I could ride my bike there it's still open surprisingly but I, we'd ride our bikes there and we would feel like adults at like 13 just all sitting at the table watching the NBA draft that was the Tayshon Prince got drafted in what oh three so uh, yeah, that's I, I had a nice little run there where we would go up to Hooters and watch the NBA draft. And what made the NBA fun is you can really see the plug-and-play. Like, he would be fun paired with this person. You can't really do that. I, I'm not going to be able to uh, break down how Trevor Penning fits in uh, I don't, the New York Giants offensive line. <laughs> like, I just, I just can't. I can <laughs> like Trevor Penning for being yeah. a dude who just is wrestling up Ruck—he's making a ruckus in there, and he's—he's—he's he's, he's quite a character. But I—I can't—I can't get excited of, about how he's going to play at the next level when mm-hmm. I just see him on draft night. So uh, yeah,
0: from that aspect, like the two maybe most exciting things in this draft to see was maybe what the Chiefs and Packers do at receiver. Do they yeah. trade up? Because you know they have the quarterback, so it's like they just—but they need a, another receiver, right? So, how, how do they handle all that, that from that aspect? I think it's interesting.
1: I want the Packers to finally pick a receiver, and he's like Jalen Rager, just a butt, you know, does, insert yeah. eagle. Just just they finally get a first round guy, and he's a bust, yeah. and it scares them from ever getting a first round receiver ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, and, and I feel like no matter who the Chiefs get, though, everybody's going to say. Imagine him in and Andy Reid's offense. Like, uh. Oh yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's a uh, can take.
0: Uh, yeah, the um, the draft is interesting because you do get some guys on there. Obviously, like you've got the draft draftniks right, mm-hmm. and it really starts to. It first round is fine, but when you start getting in the third, the fourth, the fifth, and so you know Mel Kuyper, DJ, Daniel Jeremiah,
1: yeah,
0: um, McShay, they can, they've got. They've got the Rolodex of info, but then some of the other guys, yeah, you can just see the can take. Uh, that's oh, that's really when it starts getting interesting.
1: So, are you an NFL network guy when you watch it? I ESPN.
0: I can't do it without Kuiper. It's just.
1: See, but you know. I can't. Greenie is doing it this year, and that's just going to yeah. piss me off. Like,
0: who's hey, do Yeah, they used to have Trey Wingo, right?
1: Yeah. For a long and, time. and Wingo was good. Um, Berman back before him, and, and I like I really like Rich Eisen, uh, and I and I can't yeah. do the ABC like uh, I don't like I, I don't even I, mess with I, that. I, I can't I can't do that. That's too I, I get it. It's, it's 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 something for everybody there where you're getting, but I can't I can't do sob stories or whatever. Like that's that's for the Olympics is when I get that kind of bullcrap can stuff. Uh, but I can do Rich Eisen, Bucky yeah. Brooks. You just, you just want James the Martin. transactions
0: today. You just want to tell me about the player, yes,
1: the yes. You're you're right, though. Kuiper is the the best. Um, Man, and just the. He's not going to be there this year either. He's doing it from home. He didn't get the vax. Oh, so they won't let him
0: attend. He's he's simulcasting, but yeah, he's not going to be there in person. Oh, man.
1: It's not going to be the same. Not going to be the same. Um, Oh, gosh. I was going to mention something right before I uh, got down on NFL network broadcasting tangent. Um, oh, I know what I was going to ask. So who are you, who are your Cincinnati Bengals? You've got you're loaded up everywhere. You've got all this momentum, a lot of young talent. What, what what's the Bengals draft play here, Bucket? Like because I know there's some some fans out there who
0: it's double dip like both with
1: the Cats and the the the, the who day. interior pass rusher.
0: Um, they need another defensive tackle. Um, there's Logan Hall from Houston, Travis Jones, UConn are kind of the two guys. They're going to potentially going kind of target there unless somebody crazy falls. Um, so that's kind of what they're looking at right now, I think. UConn. Ugh. That's not exciting. Yeah. He was pretty, uh, he was good at the senior bowl though. So, yeah, he's one of the buzzy kind of guys out of that. But I, I would have say Logan Hall is probably the safe bet there. And if it's not him, it's probably going to be a cornerback, if I had to guess, if one of the corners falls.
1: Big Ben waited to retire until the year when there weren't any good quarterbacks taken. Um, I, I'm I'm far, I'm fairly certain that they're going to use a pick on. I think they're going to draft Ritter. I
0: mean, that just kind of feels like the one for them because I don't think they want to. What I think Willis is Malik Willis, obviously the high ceiling. But you gotta wait for him. Yeah. I mean, you always, I mean, how long is the wait though? Right. Is it a one-year wait or is it like a two to three
1: year wait? Is it a Trey Lance? Oh God, what are we going to do here? And th- You can do the
0: one-year wait. if like Trubisky gets you through yeah. seven and 11 or seven and 10, however long the NFL season is now. And then get handed over to Willis after that. But th- th- how much time does Malik Willis need? Ritter, like you could play Ritter, I think. I could see him beating out Trubisky and starting for him next year, potentially.
1: We Maybe won. not right away, but yeah, yeah, I can I can see that happening. But um, I
0: think the ceiling, you know, St. Nick's Tiger, right there. But there is a lower ceiling on him. But I think he can be a productive NFL quarterback.
1: Same thing but, with Pickett, where if Kenny Pickett just doesn't doesn't move, but the all these got
0: like Ritter would not be. I just don't see him being a first round pick if it was almost any other draft class.
1: No, no, you know, not at all. Like, I, so, I, can't, I can't watch Desmond Ritter play football and just think, oh, wow, this dude's a first-round NFL draft pick.
0: I was reading an anonymous scout on Kenny Pickett and it honestly made a ton of sense. Um, like, Kenny Pickett's the most NFL-ready guy right now, but he is absolutely zero-ups. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he is who he is. He is who he is. Uh, so, like,
0: because he's an older player, you know, he's older, he's kind of... It's just not a good year to, to need a quarterback. Uh, no, to put it bluntly.
1: I mean, except you can maybe trade for one. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. not great, not great. Um, so I'm 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 not looking forward to the draft because I'm going to have to sell myself on whoever the Sears get a quarterback, and it's just going to be a tough sell job. It's going to be a tough sell job. Uh, but it would be I, I would be happy for Ritter get a Hikes Point Lobo. Um, and get hearing his name called in the first round of the NFL draft. That would be exciting. But, um, yeah, well, we'll we're going to see how all of this plays out. It's, it's a fun, I'm, I'm glad that the calendar worked out. And last year I was conflicted with, uh, Derby. So, you know, I, I didn't really pay that much attention at all. Glad yeah, be much better this year. Yeah. Yeah. Much, much better. Um, I know, like, you've been profiling all the UK guys on KSR. Freddie's got stuff cooked up. We're going to have plenty, um, covering the nfl draft but it's just it's a nice I i still think it's too long to hold the draft you know this the nfl season into three months ago do you really need this much time to evaluate the guys but it is at a nice point in the calendar year as a little um buffer while i get ready like i I'm still not all the way into the nba playoffs they're still kind of boring so um yeah yeah this will be fun it'll be a fun yeah event. it's kind of like it's a halfway
0: point of the off season, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Just a, like a little taste right yeah. here in a, the end of April, and then, then talking season really starts after oh, after yeah. this. This is when you get into um, award watch list season.
1: Mm-hmm. Quarterback start, rankings. Uh, the takes start firing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, we got Will Levis Hasman odds. So it's yeah. uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun talking season, and uh, we'll be here with you every step of the way. Um, that's all I got for today well, could, you got anything else I
0: oh, think I'm good I mean it's just at, for Kentucky like if you could pencil in seven draft picks every year it's good recruiting style. you're gonna take it right <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. it, it bolsters that board they show the recruits there in the facility mm-hmm. you got all the guys in the pros so, so the more be the better another, another good step forward I think for the program and then hopefully that'll create some recruiting buzz here yeah. we get into the summer and official visit season and camp season. Really, is right around the corner. I
1: mean, yeah, it'll be here before you know it.
0: Like a month away now.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, everybody, sit back, relax, enjoy this weekend's NFL draft. For Adam Luckett, I'm Nick Roush. Go Cats and go Crow.